In this episode of the No Limits Podcast, we found our way to Syracuse, New York, and a farmhouse kitchen table. Kind of an odd place to talk to two Florida hammers, but that's exactly what we did. Terry Big Show Scroggins and the honey badger, Randall Tharp. Now, we talked about a lot of things, including their first impressions of their first year on the Bass Pro Tour, and most importantly, they gave me some secrets on how to catch those sneaky Florida bass. It's Randall Tharp and Terry Big Show Scroggins on this episode of the No Limits Podcast. First of all, you two are a long ways away from home. For how, a how long, long, how long does it take you to get here? It's like twenty hours, twenty-one hours. Depends how you, you know, it's what happens. But it's a long, a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's at uh, twenty-one hours for me, and it ended up taking twenty-four with I think three dead stop traffic jams. Oh, so, uh, yeah. It was a long ways. I kind of wished I would have flown, but uh, <laughs> about halfway here. But yeah. I was also paranoid about not having everything I needed. Mm-hmm. And New York's probably the worst state. Yeah, when you come to New York, you can't, you can't buy a tackle up here. It's like you bring right. what you got because yeah. you're not going to get it up here. Yeah. There's yeah. a couple stores here and there, but it's just they don't have what we're used to using. Keep going on what you're saying. New York is the worst state because of that or because no, of No, just because it's, of that. It's great it's, when you get here, but it's, yeah. you can't buy nothing here. Well, it's phenomenal fishing yeah, up here. absolutely. But you could need anything from a Okeechobee <laughs> special 70-pound <laughs> braided line flipping stick to a four-pound test smallmouth, you know, Mm-hmm. gin clear you, you just don't know yeah. but I mean one thing's for sure when we come up here the fishing's good yeah. I mean these right. fish are super good when yeah. it's not iced over mm-hmm. they're gonna eat and uh yeah. so, See, so you need a lot of stuff not most, just 90% of the population they walleye fish or yeah, they don't right. bass fish that much so to no, go into right. a store and buy a bass product it just don't happen. Not gonna have what you so, need. No. Yeah so you better you better have what you need in your truck. Well this also is a, is a new is a new setup for you guys like this is this is a case where you literally don't know where you're fishing i mean you get up here and you have i mean you know what's around here so you kind of have an idea but you don't know so and then we, and we've seen this for years guys like i just brought everything because i don't know and i'm gonna just i'm gonna put everything together and i'm gonna put every rod i got on on my boat and then we're just gonna figure it out from there it's really funny i'm gonna catch him one of five or six different ways when i come up here he is too he knows mm-hmm. i'm gonna catch him i know how he's gonna catch him but it's the what if syndrome, you know. What if this? What if that? And the next thing you know, you have got yeah. five hundred pounds of tackle in this boat because you don't know what's the so what if. Yeah. And you know what you're going to do before you get there, but it's just the unknown. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. It, it'll throw you for a loop. Absolutely, everybody, mm-hmm. every single guy who's ever done this has said the same thing. Yeah. Like you think you think you know, you know what? I know for sure. I got like I said four or five things. I'm, but by the end of the day, after you're done doing tackle, you got it all. That's simple. You go catch them on a drop shot, jerk bait, throwing a frog, flipping right. grass. But no, we got to have all this other stuff. That's right. Because what if? <laughs> yeah, I love not knowing, man. Yeah. Like, this is my second like cup event. Yep. And, uh, you know, when we fish the tour, like, no matter where we go, other than South Florida, South Texas, you can narrow it down. Yeah. I carry a little bit of everything in my boat to, yeah. to, to, to do whatever I need, mm-hmm. whether it's a drop shot rod, a shaky head rod, all the way up to a big flipping stick. But I don't carry a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So for me, as far as getting prepared, mm. all I do is empty my boat out in a couple bins and then throw it in their boat. And I don't, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, I may need to add or take away during a, during the course of this tournament, right. but uh, yep. I am feel like I am prepared for anything that, that right? they throw yeah. at me. Yeah. What do you guys think of this whole thing of, of, of you know, waking up in the morning and driving somewhere and not knowing where you're going to go? It's the best deal ever. You like it? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it yeah. will spoil you. Yeah. Like I love just relaxing. I don't have yeah. to hook up the boat. I don't have to it's, worry about it being gassed up, charged yeah. up. Yeah. Like it, I, it, it spoils you. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually, you know, it. Both times I've done this, it's been a really long drive from mm-hmm. the hotel, mm-hmm. and it just gives you a little quiet time and drink yep. your coffee. Yep. Eat a banana. 
you know, get, get ready to tee it up against guys like him. Yeah. Man, that's what's fun. And then when you, right. you lake is the purest form of fishing. I mean, it's, yeah, that's right. You got to make adjustments on the fly. You don't know what you're faced with until you get there. You see it. Mm-hmm. It all unfolds in front of you. Yep. You're not relying on your practice days and this and that. That's this mm-hmm. this how how it goes down. Yeah. So, yeah. I like it. Fun though, right? It's just fun. just just, just fun. plain fun. Just yeah. plain old fishing fun. Let me just tell you, it's fun when you're on top of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you're at the bubble. bottom, no. it ain't a whole lot no. of fun when that camera's in your face. And you know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes it can be the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. And when you yeah. get behind in this format, it feels like it's the hardest thing in the world. Oh, yeah. Like so. Oh yeah. And I've been in both places. I'm sure we've both been around that cut line throughout the course of this mm-hmm. year and in these cup mm-hmm. events and. That's a place I don't want to be ever. Like so, it's just stressful. It's totally different and, when you're on that line. I can tell you. So talk about that a little bit. Like it's, we, and we've heard this throughout the course of the year. Yeah, this is the most stressful thing ever. This is, this is you know, just, just really just tough. like the other day. I was, I thought I was so far out of it. I'm like, no heck with it. I just go on to the next one, you know. Yeah. And and I, I made a few adjustments, and mm-hmm. and that next thing you know, I'm, I'm catching one every two or three minutes. I'm like, now now I'm back to getting that anxious feeling again because I'm getting back towards that cut line. It's, yeah. I'm yeah. going from not really caring that much. I'm still carrying your competitor, but. It's, you know, you, you know, it's it's just a different feeling when you get to that cut line, and like, so you start catching. Now I'm now I'm in that, and now I'm in the cut, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, they're going to catch one right behind me with two minutes to go. And it's, yeah, it's nerve wracking, man. Yeah. It's, it's uh, that that happens pretty much every day. Yeah, every single day something like that happens. So you, you can never be, you can never really feel safe. I mean, there you get to certain spots where you you, you know you're good, but man, I tell you, this you better be twenty pounds ahead. Here, yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We've had some, we've had some um, pretty, I guess you'd call them signature moments based around finishing 20th or 30th, which has never been the case ever before. Like if you were, if you were down in, you know, 22nd place or whatever, people really didn't pay much attention to you because yeah. it really mm-hmm. didn't matter. But that's, that story around the elimination line has become That's where all the some of the most is. compelling stuff we've ever seen. They yeah. need to, they need to rename that <clears throat> instead of the cut line or whatever, the stress line. Cause that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, honestly, yeah. like as long as he's been fishing and I've been fishing, mm-hmm. it's probably happened. It's just never been covered. That's like, right. You ne- that's we right. never knew it. Never, never, that's right. Yeah. We, we all fish as hard as we can, that's true. but we never knew that. That's right. And now watching that unfold as a competitor mm-hmm. or as a fan. Oh yeah. I mean, that's where the show is on the first few days of our yeah. four day of tournament. Like, and, and it's, Dude, it's awesome to watch it. Like, like yeah. if I'm not competing, if I have mm-hmm. a bad event, or like oh, I'm out, like, I mean, just I, we're not allowed to watch a live show. No. But I could sit there and stare at that score tracker, and you can envision in your head <laughs> what's going down. And uh, I'll never forget that first tournament at Toho. Yeah, yeah. In the campground, I, I, there was a bunch of us together. Mm-hmm. I think we were actually at a restaurant. And the entire restaurant had stopped eating, and we all had our phones and was watching that thing update as it counted down to zero. And it was just as intense, just looking at that score tracker as watching the show. Like it was awesome to see. So what I have found out, so I'm a a huge sports fan. I used to be a sports writer, so I'm I'm into competition. And I and so whenever there's a big UFC fight or whatever, I I find myself like standing right in front of the television. I get into it. So the first event that we went through, um, none of us had seen it we didn't know for sure what it was going to look like and sound like and i'll tell you what so the first the day before competition in florida we were standing out in front of the stage and they had the stage all set up and they had the big screen the big screen set up and we're just kind of standing there and we didn't know that the camera guys were out on the lake and they were getting ready to to test out the live stream now we're standing there and it and it came on live and every one of us was like (laughs) this is what this is going to look like this is going to work just fine. It looked amazing. So translate that into into a competition, which is compelling. We didn't have any idea. It was the it was the round that uh, I can only got put out 
at the very last minute. Like we all found ourselves. We were working in a trailer at the time. We had like a media trailer. Right. And we had the television going. We had the live feed from, from the stage. And we were doing that. We were standing in front of the television like we were watching the Super Bowl or a UFC fight. It was, I mean, and we, I mean, what we produced with that particular dynamic, I think we had an idea that the Elimination Line was going to be interesting, but we had, we really didn't know that it was going to be as dramatic and crazy as it turned out. And that, that whole thing has become a oh, whole other thing. Yeah. We've, all, we've all learned from that. Uh, you know, yeah. he thinks he's in, and, and, <laughs> oh. and then three minutes later, oh, he finds he's not. Dude. I did the same thing here. I was like, yeah. I'm the last man in. I'm like, I don't know if I'm in it or not. Let's, no, you know, let's, until you get back to the ramp, you just don't know. And it's, yeah. that's a long period to wait. It's, that that two or three minutes seems like an yeah, hour. I'll bet, you know? I'll yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. And it's and it's pr- and it's proven. It's mm. proven. It's gonna happen fifty percent of the time. I mean I there, think there's it's more be than fifty percent. You're it, probably right. You're I mean, I'm right. not saying the last cast heroics is gonna happen every time, but it usually comes down to the last four or five minutes. Absolutely somebody it does. somebody gets bumped out and somebody jumps in. Almost every time. And uh mm-hmm. these guys me- are so good mm-hmm. and they're on they're on them everywhere yeah. we go. Yeah. And they're just digging and digging mm-hmm. and the closer it gets, the harder they're fighting. And I guess, I don't know if that's why that happens or what, but it always comes down in the last three minutes. There's, so. there's no doubt. And I'm going to tell you something that I hadn't really shared with anybody. Like, I don't get nervous ever. Mm. Like, like I fished classics. I fished forest wood cups. Mm-hmm. I've been in contention. And yeah. I can't remember since early BFL days being nervous before a bass <laughs> uh, tournament. Yeah. And I, I was almost to the point of throwing up before the first Bass Pro Tour event. Really? I think it was just... And I was still nervous about halfway through the season before we competed because it was the unknown. Like, I fished tournaments for a long time, you know, Tuesday night dog fights or whatever. Uh But going into an event in a totally different format, Mm -hmm. man, I was a nervous wreck about it. Uh, And and until halfway through the season, and I knew what to expect, and I had experienced a cut line. I experienced making it and missing Mm -hmm. it. And... uh, it's just so fast paced, and you know, you know, when you fish a regular tournament, you yeah. don't know what anybody else has. You, no. you go out, you, you do your own thing. You yeah. come at the end of the day, yeah. and you find out where you're at. <clears throat> and it's still, you know, whatever how it's unfolding there in the course of the day, and yeah. it's fast paced. I mean, if you're not oh, catching yeah. one, oh, yeah. at least every ten minutes, you're going down the leaderboard, and you know, uh, yeah. it in a sight, it's a tough deal. I think that's the one thing that has struck most guys this year is just the the pace. Like that is mm-hmm. that's something that I don't think I don't think that any guys were pro. And honestly, we hadn't had this many guys competing at one time so we really didn't know for sure what it was going to be like so now the fact you've got we we've always had interesting things happen during the the tv tapings but we didn't have as many guys fishing at the same time catching them as as quickly as they do so you get into the situation where now you're like the the sense of urgency has to be from minute one until the end of it you don't you don't get to lay out you don't Mm -hmm. get to you don't get to chill at all like you have to catch him from minute one till the end yeah, way more fast paced. Yeah, and, and if it's done one thing, all I've ever wanted to do is be a better fisherman. Like yeah. every day yeah. I go out there, I want to be better. <laughs> this has made me a better. It'll fisherman. make you make adjustments real quick. Like is I, right? I mean, yeah. honestly, yeah. In, yeah. In, yeah. in the old format, you could go yeah. out there and screw up for seven and a half hours and save <laughs> yeah. your day in thirty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Not in this. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. It's easier. It's easier to to hide there. I think. I mean, in this, there's no. I mean, if you don't catch them, you're at the bottom. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no there's no ten minute heroes. I mean, you, you got to do it for 
seven and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, and and it just mm-hmm. one bad thirty minute stretch with this mm-hmm. bunch, you can go from tenth place to fortieth like that. Like it's amazing. Isn't that crazy? When, yep. when they're biting good, yeah, and you're not the one, you're not getting bites. <laughs> I mean, it happened at Chickamauga to me. Yeah, like I, I took a gamble on a spot, and I knew there would be nobody in this area. I had mm-hmm. a 10, 12 bites in there in practice. Didn't set the hook on any of them. Yeah, I ran up there, and an hour into the tournament, Crochet had caught like sixty something pounds or Crazy whatever right. he had yep. and i had zero i mean and i'd only wow. been out there an hour mm-hmm. and, and honestly i fished five perfect periods after that i made an adjustment i ran down the lake and right. from the end right. of that first period to the end of the second day i fished flawlessly and i just missed the cut you cannot make up ground as easily in this format as you could no. in the other uh-uh. no where was it that you caught you caught some late and I don't remember the round <laughs> situation. I just remember that you caught some really late, and you were super stoked about it because it yeah, was yeah. There was, was a, that was the first table rock. Table rock. And uh, you know, I think I had a solid first day. I think I was inside. The second day, I slowly fell back. Yeah. I found myself in twenty sixth place with forty five minutes left to fish, and and probably eight or nine pounds back if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And I just made an adjustment, and I started catching them, and I worked my way back, I believe, with 15 minutes to go to 18th place. And it was me, Randy Howell, and Jason Christie. And, I mean, it was just back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. I mean, we were catching them, and yeah. I caught one with 10 minutes to go, one with five minutes to go, and one on my last cast I made it That's in right. 20th That's place. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, no. yeah. I mean, just the pressure yeah. and the fact that I would catch one and they would answer. I mean, Randy Howell would answer, Christy would answer. And I mean, then I went back and watched that, the show. Yeah. I mean, Christy had a bite with 15 seconds left and missed it. Yeah. I had a bite yeah. with 13 seconds left and caught it. That's the difference. That's the difference. How about yeah. that? How about that? I mean, as, so as a, as a sports fan, as a fan of competition, how can you not love that? I mean, that, that's yeah. about the, the definition of like last second competition. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it kind of gives me chills thinking about because that's the most oh, memorable yeah. part of my season. You know, there's been a lot of memorable fish catches yeah. and stuff that yeah. happened, but just the fact that it was like a – I don't know, a prize fight or MMA fight or something, you know. Like was, that's a good analogy. That's a good, that was a good analogy. Yeah. Both of those guys are very real. I got a lot mm-hmm. of respect for both of them. Yeah. They both got a pretty deep resume. And, yeah. and to be Absolutely. trading blows with them guys on the water, at you know, it's, yeah. it's freaking Major League Fishing. How, uh, how stoked or maybe not stoked were you that we started the season in Florida? I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys, yeah. they don't like coming down there yep. early in the year because of cold fronts mm-hmm. and – Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's really funny. Every, everywhere you go in the country, everybody wants Florida strain bass. That's right. Because they grow the biggest. But, mm-hmm. but they are the most fickle. When, when you get a weather system comes through, it shuts them down. That can be tough. But yep. me and Randall was talking about that before. You know, before we go down there, we love it. We, we like to flip heavy, dense cover. Sure. And, uh, you know, catch big fish. You, mm-hmm. like, sometimes you don't get a whole lot of bites, but you're going to catch big ones. And, yep. and that was the first event of the year. I go down and catch a six, a four. Right. I go like 30 minutes, catch another six. I'm thinking I'm doing pretty good, and I felt like the 18th or 20th on the leaderboard. I'm like, man, I got to change what I'm doing. I'm not catching them fast enough. So, um, I love going down there. He does too. Yeah. It's just oh, our yeah. style of fishing. But oh yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah, it's. it's uh, there's so many. Everybody thinks that when you go to Florida, it's it's all grass fishing. Mm-hmm. There's so many different types of fishing That's down there. We just haven't yeah. seen all the lakes that's down there. There's some lakes I go to. You can catch them 25 foot deep in Florida. Where I live, St. John's River, you catch them offshore structure fishing. There's all kinds of different things. I didn't even know lakes got 25 yeah, feet Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> we need to go there. It'd be, a, it'd be a cool event. If you were to choose some places that we could go, we're working on the schedule right now. If you could if you could make your order of a couple of Florida places that, that people maybe don't 
know much about. Where would we, where would we go? Yeah, there's Lake Placid, Winter of the June, um, some of the Claremont Chain Lakes. Never even heard of them. Yeah, there's no, no, really nobody has. And, hmm. and uh, man, I got some giants in them. Really? But it's it's not typical Florida fishing. It's no. It's uh, it's so deep offshore it structure does, fishing. It doesn't have to be Okeechobee or Toho. It can be some. We can go somewhere no, else. Yeah, it could be. St. John's yeah, River. I, I, I like uh, St. John's. Be real good. I'm, I'm pretty sure you'd be happy about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm yeah. pretty yeah. partial to St. John's too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kissimmee Chain's awesome. Harris yeah. Chain. You know, the closest lake to me, Seminole. I don't know if we mm. could have one there, but that's, right. that lake right. is on upswing right now. Mm, it's really good. good. Lake, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. any place where that vegetation is, I'm pretty happy with. But uh, <laughs> we're, you're not going to hear me and him complain. No. I mean, we drove 24 hours to get here. That's so right. Well, you might hear a little it. complaining, but the fishing's good when we get here. That yeah. four or five hour drive is looking pretty not good. Not bad, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Let's uh, let's take a look at what uh, what Randall's got here for his uh, his his boxes of tricks. So this, yeah. these are these these are your competition boxes, right? Yeah, this, these, this is uh, what you're going to roll this out. This isn't of. some junk I pulled out of my truck. Yeah. This is the stuff's going in my boat tomorrow when I'm fishing against this guy. Now he can't borrow <laughs> any. If he sees something he really likes, he's not allowed to borrow it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I got my jig box there, uh, some top water, some crank square bills, uh, and I got a bunch of flipping sticks here now. He's been doing this a little longer than me. He tinkers with tackle more than me, so I mean, he yeah. may destroy my confidence. You're you're no, a major. You pretty pretty steady with it. You're pretty good. steady. You're you're a major tinkerer. Like I like I've I've grown to understand that about you the last couple of years. Like like it's even a higher level than I thought. I was. Well, like I've you know seen stuff here and there, but if you got a store and you buy something, you settle for what they have to sell. You settle for somebody else's sure. money, you know. And and there's always in my mind always trying to make something better, yeah. you know. If you do that, then you got something nobody else has. And that's a confidence thing for me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I make a lot of my own baits. Yeah. And mainly for a lot of it's due to color, you know. Yep. You go to a store and they don't, they don't have what you want, whatever. Just yep. make your own. So, I do that. I make a lot of flipping baits. Mm -hmm. um, like, uh, I, I do a little work on flipping hooks and things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, I Bramble probably does too. You flipping heavy, dense cover instead of fighting your bait all the time. It's falling down. To, we do different tricks to... to maximize our day so yeah. um i ain't gonna talk about them but <laughs> I, we got a lot of tricks he does too he's a tinker he's too he's, don't let him fool you he's, he's got some yeah. tricks up his sleeve i think you guys too. i think everybody has to be a tinker on yeah level. you gotta like, be like him yeah. but, but some, some that's that's fishing that's that's yeah. knowing something that nobody else knows that gives mm -hmm. you you know the advantage over somebody else it's yeah. a it's a knowledge game you know the longer right. you do it the better you become at it that's right so let's do a little uh let's do a little florida 101 like translate this like you referred to the fact that you know they're they're florida straight and everybody loves them but man they're finicky kind of pains most most guys if they're going to admit a weakness guys on this tour are going to admit a weakness it's going to be the state of florida like there are guys who are like oh god i just suck in florida i can't yep. get, i can't get florida figured out is it I, clearly it's it's complete it's completely different or is it just well, different okay. enough that guys haven't it's had the time where your grassroots are where you come up where you started learning how to fish yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so down in florida say we go to kissimmee or mm -hmm. we go to okeechobee mm -hmm. in my mindset and randall's too because i've seen him do it it don't matter if you see water you just run through it now okeechobee if it's low you can't because there's rock down there but like kissimmee chain if i see water i just run through it i might run three miles <laughs> through grass to get to a map back there <laughs> They're not going to do that because where they come from, they're scared they'll knock their lower unit off before they ever get there. So it's a, it's a confidence right. thing. Okay, all they're right. not getting to where they need to be because they don't know they can. You know, it's it's yeah. just all where you grew up fishing. Yeah, what you're used to. Yeah, and at the same time, I go out there, and they know a lot of things that I don't know. Right. It's just, yeah. uh, but that's where a lot of guys mess up is they don't know the the types of grass they're looking at mm -hmm. and, yeah. and and just the things they're fishing. There's there's little deals with inside that deal. Yeah. That, yeah. Are really key that they haven't figured out. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like a lot of them get freaked out by the depth. You know, it's all shallow. Yeah, That's right. We'll run, yeah. we'll run four miles over a foot and a half sometimes, and then it might <laughs> or, drop or down to six, six, six yeah. inches. Yeah. I mean, it's a. Uh, but don't get me wrong. I've got a few lower units in the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I learned the hard way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know, it's it's just part of Florida fishing in general, mm-hmm. flats fishing. Uh, you know, if I get my Pathfinder, I hit the bottom in that thing a few times, like every time I go out. So I'm not scared to run in some skinny water. What about what about the behavior of the fish, though? So I mean, you have a you have a, a temperature change, and it there yeah, is strains really weird. They're, they get real fickle on weather they, changes. Yeah, right. Um, you know, everybody wants Florida strain because they grow so their genes, mm-hmm. they grow so big, but. Mm-hmm. Man, that could be tough to catch. Yeah. I, I just assume, you know, you come up north and northern strain, yeah. it don't matter what the weather is, they're going to bite. Yeah, that's you right. Know? And yeah. You get in a place, you go to Texas, California, all throughout the country, and mm-hmm. they got Florida strain, and little old system comes through, and it's like, that's tough. Yeah. So, it's, it's a catch-22. <laughs> they, <laughs> like, they like it hot, there's no yeah. doubt. And, yeah. uh, you know, fishing down there as much as we have, like it's yeah. when stuff like that happens, mm-hmm. it's a huge advantage for us. Yeah. yeah. And just because we know how they react. We know the little windows when they're going to feed and they don't feed all day the colder no, they get. Is that, is that more, windows. is that, okay, so then it's it's more timing than location in a that lot case? Of it, yeah. It's all timing. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I, I mean, on, on, on the right spots. Like you can yeah. fish the best spot on the lake at the wrong time and you just totally screw it up. They won't buy it all day. I mean, the tournaments, I've had a lot of success there. I never went to the juice till I knew they were biting. Hmm. Like, you can win a tournament in a 30-minute window there. It's, really? Yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll bite and they'll back off. So. Yeah, hmm. if you go through there too early, mm-hmm. then they don't get set up right and you won't catch them. But that's really? that's just something that I don't think I – it's just something that's an instinct deal. Like, it's it's never the same from day to day. No, it's not. It, and, and you just got to get a feel for what's going on in the water. I mean – I've seen it. I don't know how many times I've seen people they go right to their best spot first and they don't get a bite. And, you know, you can go <laughs> back to that exact same you know, spot at three o'clock and they're going to bite every cast. The yeah. old way yeah. of fishing down there, you just had to be persistent. You had to, mm-hmm. you're going to do a, you know, a certain couple of things and, and you're going to stick with it and make it happen. But with this new format, that's kind of changed the game. Yeah, it that's right. It really has. It's, uh, you got to do multiple things now to be competitive. What about, um, what about uh, both of you's? education process on northern smallmouth because there are some guys who really dislike fishing for smallmouth like well, just like yeah i'm one of them are you really all right yeah, I love, I mean, i'm one of those guys i love to come up here because yeah, it's so good right yeah but it's almost like i know i'm gonna get my butt kicked when i do because <laughs> that's like, a bad place to start you from can, though i mean you, know you catch like 50 60 70 a day and come in you're in like last place it's just <laughs> it's just so good but it's fun but it's like yeah, yeah. these guys that They've got it figured out. I mean, it's right. There's, there's just like we know tricks yeah. down here. They know Flip tricks the up bench, there. Flips, just, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's been. I, I try to fish my strength everywhere we go. And when I started fishing the Great Lakes, I mean, I can tell you, like, you go catch a largemouth, you're gonna be back there 60 or 70th place. You're not gonna get paid. Yeah. It, as yeah. good as you can fish, you yeah. can catch the biggest ones up here. Yeah. So it took a long time. And then there's certain bodies of water up here you can compete with largemouth. Yeah. And uh. Yeah. You know, yeah, you got to commit one way or the other from the first day you get there. Mm-hmm. I've made the mistake the first two years we went to that St. Lawrence River. It's probably the best smallmouth fishery in the world. Pretty but the first good. time I went, some guys made the top ten catching largemouth. Dude, I can get a check either time because I couldn't make my mind up what I wanted to do. <laughs> like, I found some largemouth that were pretty good. I found yeah. some smallmouth that was pretty yeah. good. You try to do both. Yeah. So the yeah. last two times I've been there, I actually 
yeah, had a, had a really good event, mm-hmm. and I never got a flipping stick out. I never went to look for a largemouth. I made my mind up. This tournament's going to be one fishing for smallmouth. Yeah. I'm going to go fish for smallmouth, and I, I actually did really good. So yeah. that <laughs> commitment thing for me was the hardest thing about fishing these Yeah, places. how hard is that? I mean, because it's, it's, I mean, everything about it is different. You're talking spinner rods. I mean, everything is different. The lines, I mean, it's just, it's completely as different as different can be. I'll tell you how I approach it. I love to go fish in the ocean, and I just all right. pretend like I'm grouper fishing. Like, you know, it's the same thing, really. Just baby grouper, like you're doing exactly the same thing. They live in coral reefs and holes, mm-hmm. and we're really the same thing. It's the same thing. It's just on a smaller scale. Instead of a hundred oh. pound test, I got all six right. pound test line on. But the fight's about the same. I mean, mm-hmm. a grouper with a hundred pound test, it's going to take a while, and a smallmouth on six pound test is going to take a while. And uh, I, I mean, that's. I mean, when I'm out there, I just pretend I'm in the ocean. So you're playing a little mind game with yourself there, kind of, almost. Well, I'm trying to talk myself into life. I, I get it. I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against the guys that love fishing that oh, way. Yeah. There's an oh, art yeah. to it, just like we said. Oh, yeah. There, it's obviously sure. some people's strengths. Mm-hmm. To me, it's just You know, and the, 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 the thing about smallmouth especially on the Great Lakes, you can chart, you can you can try to find them with your graph, mm. with your big engine, you can run. And sometimes you'll see a few here and there, mm. but you don't see them until you start fishing. And you catch one and then the bottom just light up. So that's the, and that's another thing you gotta know. You gotta get used to doing yeah. that. Cause you can yeah. chart, 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 man, there ain't nothing yeah. out here. And you yeah. see one every once in a while, but then when you start, you start fishing, they come up, it's like they come out of the bottom. It's like, <laughs> here they are. So the thing is, you know for a fact, no matter what, you're going to come north at least once a year, probably probably a couple mm. times a year. So, um, what's what's been both of his best northern finishes? Like what, I finished what? Uh, second and third several times. Really? Yeah. yeah. Not a, but never have one. Hmm. But I, I mean, that's good for me. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. That's a good period. Yeah. 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 But you. Yeah, I think last year at St. Lawrence, I finished 14th. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the largemouth fisheries. I think I finished third at a. The river where we're right. going next right. yeah. the last time i yep. was there uh i've had some good finishes uh the fir- I, I actually the first time i ever went to champlain i won a bfl there Did first, really? first yeah. week i was ever there i mm. caught a i think 24 and some change had big fish was like close to seven pounds yeah. and i've never uh, caught them there again like that so <laughs> <laughs> all large mouth uh, that's funny how that works right oh yeah. yeah yeah but i do love i love the lakes up here i love that river it's, where yeah. we're going i love lakes like champlain yeah, that's like 15 uh, hours from here the champlain is no the or y'all are oh yeah the river yeah it's always uh, away there yeah. but it's, it's northerly right yeah. yeah those finger lakes awesome yeah i, I was pretty you know, cool we're close to there right pretty now cool. Kind pretty of, cool. I hope hope we head that way tomorrow <laughs> when we tee up <laughs> we'll, we'll see tomorrow yeah. morning i'm sure that i'm sure that we will not be expecting what they throw no, at us. No, I guarantee you. No. I guarantee you won't. No. No. So. Yeah. What um what are some places that we have not been yet that you'd love to go? So so the the, the Raleigh stop was one that was really cool. That kinda that kinda opened people's eyes. I mean Marty talked about Marty Stone talked about those lakes when we when we put them on the schedule. Marty was like, You guys just you're just not gonna believe what's gonna happen. Yeah, there. and we were all like, "Oh, I, we'll I wish see. there was more of those type of lakes in the country." And there, and there probably too. is. Yeah, that we right. don't know about. I don't know. That's uh, right. But I would love to go to that that style of lake again. Yeah, you know? yeah, pretty pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously the it's, fish were. Yeah, there's somewhere we live uh, right up the road from where I live between me and Shaw Grigsby, Orange and La Clusa. Um It's the same deal. Huge, gigantic fish in there. Mm. Uh, Every so often, the orange gets a sinkhole in it and it drains out, and then two, three years later, you're catching 10 pounders out of it again. So, if Mm. that thing gets stable, then it'd be like one of the best lakes you've ever been to ever. 
for Biggins. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you'd like us to go to Gunnersville at some point, wouldn't you? I yeah, think that's yeah. probably going to happen. Yeah. Uh, with, with with our headquarters for our Angler Association yes, being there. Yes, uh, It's still, in my opinion, you know, that's where I cut my teeth fishing. Mm-hmm. It's still the premier tournament lake in the world to me. Yeah. Like, there's probably more bass tournaments yeah. on that lake than yeah. any other one in the world. Oh, it's crazy. And, uh, it still kicks them out. It's still yeah. good. It's still yeah. full of grass, and it's yeah. still got big ones. So, uh, yeah. I would love to go there. Uh, I do like – but that Raleigh event was, to me, the premier event of our season because none of us had any history there except mm-hmm. Jacob. And, yeah. I mean, ironically, he's the one that won. Right. That's right. But, uh, <laughs> man, it was fun just – fishing that water for the first time and oh yeah man you talk oh, yeah. about some big fish you didn't know if it's gonna be a one pounder or an eight yeah. pounder when i you had no it. idea that place is that good I, nobody did yeah nobody so did nobody, nobody did, did. Mar- yeah. marty was marty was pretty convinced that it was going to be pretty darn good but i don't think any of us could really i mean it's can't wrap our brains around it yet until we see it and we saw it we're like hmm those places are darn good yeah. although although we 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 kind of we hit it right because the water had been Way it was up. super high before yeah, we got there. Yeah, yeah. it had been yeah, way up, and that. I think yeah. the, I mean, just the, the one or two like local tournaments that had happened before you guys weren't very good, so mm-hmm. we're a little bit worried that maybe it's not going to quite show up like we thought it would. Well, <laughs> you put these guys in a bad well, tub, they catch them. That's the truth. That is the truth. Yeah, that yeah. Jordan Mike was incredible today. Yeah. I yeah. fished the first day, and it was still up in the woods good. Yeah. I mean, my practice there was ridiculous. I'd never seen anything <laughs> like it. I mean, yeah. I was I was ordering spinner baits and chatter baits because I, I mean, I'd mangle, I I wouldn't even yeah. set the hook went through ten of yeah. them in practice, and, yeah. and it was no different the first morning of that tournament. Yeah. Man, yeah. it was. You, you think about out. this though how many how many lakes across this country are like that? I guarantee there's a zillion. There's got to be a bunch, a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. This, you know, the, with our format, we can get all those now, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. before yeah. you couldn't, so no. nobody ever really. Yeah. looked at them but yeah i'm sure in the next few years we'll, we'll yeah. know where all of them's at that's right that's the one thing that we're all kind of super soaked about is that i mean it's it's expanded our our base our ability to look around the entire country yeah. i mean we've heard a lot of people saying why don't you come west why don't you come west i'm sure at some point we'll we'll get out there i mean there's there are some places out there that it's not the west is not just the delta and and clearly yeah. i mean there are places out there's there a that, bunch are, like that are very similar yeah. to raleigh that we would i would love it yeah I, I had a ball when we went out there i I would love to go back to Havasu. I thought that yeah, that community is so fisherman-friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And you look at that lake in mm-hmm. the middle of the desert, it's absolutely slap full of them. I mean, smallmouth and largemouth, you can fish however you want. Yep. And I, if we ever go out there, I just hope we don't bypass that place. Like, that would be an awesome <laughs> one. That's kind there. of a natural stop. It really, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it would be hard to go out there and not stop there. Yeah. Yeah. Good food. And yep. Good beer. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> they don't wear many clothes <laughs> out there. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so the one thing that is interesting about uh, about our particular format is that you can, uh, let's use Paraznik as an example. Like, he barely got through. This is in Raleigh. He barely got mm-hmm. through one of his rounds. I mean, he, like, like literally, like, kind of snuck in at the very last, got through it. Everything zeroed and started all over again, and he had an opportunity, and he took advantage of that. And that's mm-hmm. one thing you can do in this particular setup that you just you just can't. I mean, if you were if you were to maintain weights all the way from day one up until the final day, at a certain point you're out of the competition. Like you just you just don't have a chance to catch up. But in this, you know, c- combined weight of two days and then another start and then another start, you have a chance to survive you know survive and then the next time you can you can blow it out that's one thing that to me has been super interesting yeah you never know i mean you never know who's going on one of these Mm-mm. because of that mm-hmm. yeah. i like the fact like it's honestly like when we fished that first one i was like how how much time did it take 
Gary Klein to think up of that. Like, mm-hmm. like, how, Dude, I, like in his mind, can you imagine how many I scenarios he played out to come up with the format no. that I think was yes. after I fished the first yeah. one, I'm like, holy cow, like, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Like, it is yeah. amazing. Yeah. And the longer the season went, mm-hmm. the more impressed I was with it because yeah. of what yeah. happened on the cut line every day. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I had a couple top tens this year where I barely made it in the cut. And then yeah. I'd make a change on day three and made yeah. it to the final day and have a chance to win after a pretty mm-hmm. subpar start. Yeah. And uh, in, in the old way we used to fish, like, that would have never Couldn't happened. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Yeah, it's pretty brilliant. You talked to Gary about it, and he kind of oh, shucked. You know, I just sat down in my boat yeah. with a yellow tablet and drafted, <laughs> drafted it up in an hour. It's pretty strong vision clearly, here. Clearly, like clearly yeah. it, had been, it had been cooking in his head for a while, right? Yeah, some some good vision, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's funny too the execution of it. So <laughs> Boyd, uh, before uh, MLF was was around, this this was actually one of the times you guys were back in in California. Boyd was there, and I ran into him in a parking lot at uh, like a hotel in Sacramento, and he started talking about this. Because what do you guys think if we did this competition where you knew what the score was, you knew what the weight was, and you knew what, he basically described it. And I said, I don't know, Boyd. I don't know if that's <laughs> I don't know if that's going to work or not. Well, clearly Boyd Duckett has better vision than I yeah. do because I mean yeah. he basically ran it out. He had it, he had it in his head. Him and Gary had already talked about it, and mm-hmm. it was something that was going to happen down the line. But but to actually to, to actually see the way the whole thing has played out has been super interesting. I mean, it's just, it's just been man. I I I didn't really pay attention then fans in general have never paid attention to this particular kind of thing because it's never been possible. Like to be able to watch the competition like that has been something we were all excited about, but to actually see eight full events happen like it did was, was pretty awesome. Yeah. It's a, you know, for, for how long you been fishing? Me 20 years, 20 years. I've been fishing like 11 years now for full time. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a long time fishing in basically the same way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, was, I was, that's why I was nervous about it, I think. Yeah, like, not yeah. knowing, uh, you know, and that's all I've ever known. As a, you know, following the sport before I even started. When yeah. I first started fishing, it was always, you know, I think I fished a few tournaments. It was a 10 fish limit, then seven, then everything went to a five. And now there's even three fish tournaments in the summer, which that's is right. all good. Yeah, but that's right. If you want really want to know the most positive thing mm-hmm. about this whole thing, is just being able to weigh the fish and let it go. Turn it back. That's the, yeah. I mean, I Best think conservation it's a future. Turn it back. Yeah. yeah. There's and, nothing like being out there on the water. It's 100 degrees of water, you know, inside your oh, live yeah. was just cooking. Oh, yeah. And, and to be able to catch that fish and just release it right there. Yeah. Yep. There's no better way. It feels good. Yeah, I mean, it feels and, good. And, yeah. and you know, yeah. this MLF, like I fished the, the Toyota tournament, I don't know how many years ago. That's but right. That was the first time I'd ever fished mm-hmm. in a catch, weigh, and release tournament. Yeah. Yeah. And it's basically live, you know, it was kind of live scoring. It's yeah, not similar, near as good similar, as what we ha- yeah. have now. But I remember doing that the first day. That was mm-hmm. at Conroe, I believe, is where the first one I fished was. And I went back and I told my wife, Sarah, I said, man, that's the future. That's the way really? this should be. Yeah. I mean, you just felt different about the areas you were fishing. You knew it was better for the fish. Like, yeah. he was out of the water 20 or 30 seconds. Right. Like, yep. And, you know, to me, I mean, I, I want my kids or, or your kids or whoever i want the lakes to be better than they are right yeah, now in yeah. 25 years and and this is the answer to that I think. yeah I, for, I forget yeah you've you've done all right in the catch way release format yeah, previously yeah. yeah you've had a <laughs> you've had some successes here and there yeah we won the first uh yeah. first Toyota texas bass fest down there so yeah. mm-hmm. I, that was my first actually first tournament doing it it was, mm-hmm. it was really really cool you know we caught, yeah. i think we had 248 pounds off of one spot that fishery was insane um, yeah. That place was crazy. It was crazy. But Lake Fork? Yeah, Lake Fork, yeah. 
it's cool because you catch release on that and you know by day three i don't know if you catch the same one or not you never catch one on the same hook mark but yeah well, i've caught was, the same one this year is that right i did it at the last they get tougher I mean, Bago, i'm sure because there were some marks on some fish <laughs> yeah and, mm-hmm. yeah i mean i wasn't sight fishing but i i know for a fact on the third day i caught the same fish twice in one mm. day yeah and i'm sure somebody else caught him because oh, the area probably, i was fishing probably. was pounded i mean it was just getting <laughs> you know pounded yeah. man so let's talk about uh, adjustments. So one of you two, I might have been, I don't remember which one. One of you said something along the lines of, I'm going to fish the way I fish, and I'm going to, I'm going to go down swinging. Was it you or was it no, you? No, that was me. Was it you? That I remember why you one of you two Florida guys that said that. Yeah. I said that after the, like, the second event, I think. Yeah. I, you may have wrote the article. I'm not sure who, who wrote the article, but uh, I, I basically said, I'm going to do what I do. I'm not going to change <laughs> for this right. format. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> Well, I was good as a lock. <laughs> I started yeah. most of the tournaments doing what I do, yeah. and some point during the course of it, I would yeah. change, adapt. Yeah, just yeah, you just don't know. I mean, I, I had some like it the first. I mean, I was pretty stubborn, and I can tell you, in the end of the first period, I was in last place. I mean, I, I caught one fish, so like two pounds. Maybe I wasn't in yeah. last, but I was close to last. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I had locked down where he was and everybody else mm-hmm. that actually really did good was most of them were down there. And I locked back up. They pulled my camera from me. And uh, I hit one little. I told that camera guy, I said, you're getting out at the wrong time because it's fixing to go down. Yeah. Halfway through the second period, I was leading the tournament. <laughs> no, you know, but, and that's the way I like to fish. Yeah. But yeah. I realized at that first event that – I couldn't have won doing doing right, that. I was right. going to have to get more bites in there. Mm-hmm. I was going to have to, yep. you know, generate yep. more bites. Yeah. And, and uh, so, yeah, I've made some adjustments, and and, yeah. and I've definitely, I, I feel like I'm a better fisherman now than I was. I can still go catch big ones. I still target big ones, mm-hmm. but you just, I just, I, you need to generate lots of bites. It makes you make decisions and make your adjustments yeah. so much quicker than you did in the past. Yeah. It's, you can't sit back and wait on it to come to you. You got to go get it in these events. That's it's exactly just, right. Did you have the same kind of aha moment where you're like, "Oh man, oh yeah, I need to, I need yeah. to do something a little I, different." I here. just totally changed everything I was doing. You know, I was, really, yeah, yeah. I, I knew if I didn't, I was, I wasn't gonna do good. Right off yeah. the bat, after the second period, I did. At the first turn, because mm-hmm. did I mean I was. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> I was going down too quick. Too. Yeah, I, mean, see, I was catching uh, beckons, but uh, he knew where he could go catch a. He know he knew where he could go catch a bunch of them two pounders. And yeah. Heck, I didn't. Yeah. I just stuck with the big ones that whole time. Yeah. Did uh did either of you two watch the TV show? Did you did you have some sort of familiarity in your head with the, the way the format? Show? No, the for, beforehand. Oh, Amazing yeah. fishing. I mean, had you paid yeah, attention I, to it? And I actually fished one, you know, back in the that's day. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I had a little bit of insight on mm-hmm. it, but mm-hmm. it's still, man, it's yeah. It's like it's, it's like reading about it and doing yeah. it. Totally yeah. different. Yeah. 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 I remember watching the first three or four. Amistad, I think, was the very first one they ever did. When you know, right when MLF started, that's I right. remember watching right. the first three or four, and periodically. A, I don't really watch a lot of fishing shows, mm-hmm. yeah. but I did did watch some. But when when the Bass Pro Tour came about, I I, watch, I went back and watched a bunch of them just because I was paranoid <laughs> about fish yeah. landing violations yeah. oh, and how yeah, that yeah. was all gonna yeah. work. I think that was another thing. Did you do the same thing? Yeah, and yeah. That's, to me, that's one of the hardest things. That, yeah, that, you know, everything's fast paced and all this and that. Yeah, but that fish landing violation, man. It's a two minute penalty that uh-huh. becomes a three or four minute penalty time, that's and all, it's all right. said and done. Yep. It's, it can make and break you. <laughs> hey, yeah, Aaron, most penalized person yeah. in the MLF right here. Really? 
Are you? Actually, are you uh, most? Well, I actually tied with Dustin Connell, but I told Man. him that I should win the award because he actually caught way more fish than me. So I <laughs> so caught per, less fish. So per capita, a, yeah, more. Yeah, and, and yeah. it didn't bother me until it, it had the number, of the minutes. Yeah. And it was like one hour and 46 minutes of fishing time that I was sitting there <laughs> while he was fishing. And, dude, that's not something I'm proud of. But not, I, yeah. I've gotten better at yeah. it. I've yeah. gotten better at it, especially the last few events. Sure. I, but, I, man, I racked them I, up. I was curious how that was going to play out because I talked to a handful of guys before. And Clawson had a funny quote. He said, I, he said you know, there's going to be somebody who's going to just unhook it and throw it in the water. And he said, it's probably going to be me because <laughs> because – because it's second nature, right? Yeah. You just you do what you've, so you do years. what you've yeah. done for as long as you've yeah. been an adult, probably, and and then all of a sudden now you have to completely change what happens when you actually hook a fish. Like it's completely different. Oh yeah, two times this year I caught like a one that I knew wasn't going to weigh a pound. Yeah. yeah. And I looked at it, and I was like, yeah, he ain't a pound. And I threw it over my shoulder twice. <laughs> I did that twice. Two minute penalty. Oh, you got, there's a big difference no. between when you're landing a fish, just lift your rod, put him on the carpet of the boat. Yeah. Or Making sure he don't hit the carpet. There's a huge, oh. huge difference in that. Breaking lines, yeah. fish flying off in the air. Yeah. So I've gotten to where pretty much if it's anything, a pound and a half or pretty much a scoreable bass, I reach down here and lift the Do you really? Because yeah. It's, yeah. you don't have no control if you don't. Yeah. You know, yeah. unless you got a big stick and, and you can catch your line <laughs> and catch him. Yeah, I'll do yeah. that. But if it's yeah. anything... From a jerk bait, crank bait, whatever, I, oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to grab him. I agree with him. Like yeah. leaving the fish in the water, you do take a chance on hit, yeah. it getting off. I mean, I've had a lot of them come off and hit the side of the boat too, and go back in, either land in the boat or out. But yeah. it's a whole I've, different strategy. I've kind of I mean, changed the last few when I've improved to just leaving the fish in the water and getting it in the getting yeah. a good grip on yeah. it yeah. in the water. If he comes off, you're not gonna get a penalty then. But so I've, we've seen a. Uh, you know, handful of guys draft up new new ways of, of landing fish, right? You guys have probably seen Bobby's yeah Bobby's gentle hand fish touch. Like like I don't know for some reason I find that funny. <laughs> Big old dude Bobby with he's got this easy little way of like he's got the touch, man. He does. I, I it's crazy. I, I've tried it. I look like an idiot. Like, like I don't know how he grabs them and they become parallel. I don't either. Like, see, that's, that's another thing. A Florida strain bass, you yeah. can squeeze right at his pectoral fins. Yeah, it paralyzes him. All right. A northern strain that don't. It just makes them mad, probably. It makes, yeah, you can't, you just don't control. Yeah. And same with a smallmouth. But yeah. the Florida strain, if you grab them around on side fins, they won't move. A smallmouth, they tend to be, once you get your hand firmly on the fish, they tend to be better to me. Yeah. yeah they they don't. If you get around yeah. their belly, yeah. they're fine. Yeah. 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 I mean, we've seen, we've seen like, like Morgan took to wearing a glove. And wrapping his hand around the line. I mean, mm -hmm. just everybody's these these new. See, that's old flipper. He's new, got 20, 25 pound test. Yeah, he's right. around. He's yeah. got a gaff hook. He's good. Everything's yeah, good. That's but, right. And, and I would do that too, and he would too. But yeah. then you go, you know, throwing a crankbait or uh, something yeah. different. Yep. And it's a whole different ball yeah. game. But the situation he was in, I'd have done the same thing he yeah. was doing. That's yep. that was a smart move. Yeah. Yeah, that's been fun, kind of fun to watch. I mean, yeah. uh, Jordan was the uh, the penalty leader for quite a long time, but apparently you overtook him. I wasn't even aware of that. Jordan Lee. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I tie. Uh, it was a tie after the season was over. But Dollar? I'm still yeah. claiming the title. My wife is not very happy of that title. She was quite well, sure when this whole thing started that I was going to totally never get a check because of my fish landing. <laughs> we I actually went and practiced down there in one of them lakes by the Kissimmee chain, and she called penalties on me a whole day. And, I, I man, I couldn't land a fish. How did, how did that go? Not good. Not well? Not no, well. I'm telling you, it's different when you – when you're trying to, I mean, it's one thing just yeah. throwing them in the carpet. But it's another yeah. thing when you when you got a 
take care of them coming up side of that boat. Yeah. So did you start? Did you start lipping them at event one or? Oh what, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had to, <laughs> especially like, yeah. especially like if you're throwing a spinner rod, you got an eight pound leader, yeah. you know, and that's just a pounder. And you go to yeah. just lift him up there and grab him. Man, he jumps one time real hard. You line a break right. and there's right. right. two minute yep. penalty. Yep. You're a saltwater guy too, right? You yeah. Fish the crap out of saltwater. We need to talk about that a little bit. Like, I don't want to get into that because no. I want yeah, because that's what I've been thinking about. Like, I actually, I told you I ordered 2,500 yards of rope last night. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, so I live, on the, I live on the east coast of Florida, 20 yep. minutes from, from St. Saint Augustine and, mm-hmm. you know, 30 minutes from Daytona. He lives over in the Panhandle, I guess you'd yep. call it, right yep. in the west. Yep. So, but when I go for saltwater fishing, I do it pretty regularly. I always go to the Gulf. Yep. So I'm yep. still further south than he is, but the Gulf to me is a whole lot better than the east side. Gotcha. Just uh, a lot more to fishable water. Um, and, man, I'm going to tell you, Talking about what we're gonna do in the in the, in the fall of the year. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything comes in uh, yeah. where I'm at. You know, a big grouper. Right. Um, that's what we I mainly target. He's really? you're into the trigger fish and. No, I don't even into trigger. No, triple tail. Triple tail. Triple tail. Trigger fish is actually. Yeah. yeah. You got a chance to clean one of them. I got some buddies yeah. that like those things, but man, I don't even they're like tough to clean. One. They're yeah. tough to clean, but uh, man, it's a lot of fun in the fall of the year down there. Well, so. triple, talk to me about triple tail too. Like I've heard that's the best, he's, he's, best fish He's ever. into it now. He's, They're one of the best fish that swim. I'm pretty yeah. fond of a cobia, triple tail, yeah. groupers, probably the, my three favorite mm. to eat mahi's probably close, yeah. close right there too. Yeah. Uh, but the, everything I like, I figured this out, I don't know, 10 years ago. I don't care if it's a bass or a tarpon or a triple tail, every, a cobia, everything I like catching, I like seeing them eat my lure. Like. Like to me, that's the ultimate in fishing that's, is watch not only yeah, feeling yeah. a strike, yeah. but seeing it. You get all your senses like going then. Yeah. So all those species that I like to catch right now, I'm pretty infatuated with them tarpon that are at my house right now. Uh, dude, just presenting the lure to a fish and watching yeah. him react and eat it is the ultimate to me. Gotcha. Now, grouper fishing's a little different. You may know you're how not, to catch one on top. You're not gonna see one of them. I'm not. I have seen a show filmed over there close to where you put in, really? where they top catch water. grouper on top of water. On them rock piles in like 12 feet, 15 yeah, feet. Yes, so I, go, I got to go on out to catch mine. So. Maybe you should come visit me because yeah. <laughs> like, I, I fished with some of his buddies down there. I'll never yeah. fit offshore fish with him. Yeah. But they run up there by my house from where he lives. <laughs> so you could just come to my so, house. Yeah. And yeah. So, 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 where I, so where I live, you, it's extremely flat going out. So yeah. you go out 40 miles, you might be in 45 feet. Where he really? lives, you go out 40 miles, you're in like what? Zillion feet, two hundred feet. Holy so it's a big difference. Yeah, and uh, so we got to go way, way out, and, and uh, it makes for a long day. It's, it's, I'd love to come over and go with you. I mean, that's a pretty short trip. Yeah. You got to go twenty miles at most, fifteen. We've caught some pretty good, sizable grouper and snapper, and I can see my house. So. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I can see my house probably an eighty foot on a clear day. You can still see the shore, and wow. but, but I mean, normally, I mean, a perfect day, offshore day for me, we'll go forty to eighty out, and. You know, you get in a whole different, a lot it's of dolphin yeah. floating yeah. grass, mm-hmm. like live bottom out there. We're not fishing artificial structure. We're fishing basically like smallmouth fishing where you're targeting boulders or rocks. We're fishing coral reefs with a bunch of holes. And it's exactly like it. I mean, yeah. It's just, that sounds cool. It is. Yeah. So, all right. So beyond just the, you know, blown off steam and fishing and so forth, what is, what is your off-season preparation look like now with, with sort of a new set up i mean different at all same do you not, do the same not things? really for me i mean it's, it's the time of the year that you get rid of the boat you're running you get your new boat yeah. you get, you get everything put back on it and it takes time to get one of those put back I mean, there's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. goes on those boats and make mm-hmm. sure everything's right and yeah. 
before you know it, it's, it's time to go again. That's right. <laughs> comes quick, doesn't yeah, it? it comes yeah, quick. and it's always new stuff. I mean, yeah. you know, we're running the latest and best stuff you can have, but I mean, that stuff's useless if you don't go out there and try to use it. So I'll spend a week or two once I get the new boat rigged mm-hmm. and. And I'll go up to Seminole and, and fish. And, but you, you probably really, do the same thing. I, want, I, I go where I know what's sitting there. I know what it is. Yeah. And then I go take my electronics and see how it all looks on there. Yeah, you just got to get it dialed That's in. the way you can learn on that stuff is know what you're looking at, the way you're working, you know, looking at it. And every year they come out with something new, so it's, it's, you got to learn it. You know, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Give me a, give me an assessment mm-hmm. of, um, of of your first year experience on the Bass Pro Tour. Like, like, like just kind of run through how you how – you, feel like the season was well i'm kind of disappointed because i'm not going to red crest like he is (laughs) (laughs) i um yeah i had a bad event at conroe and then um had two or three good events and then we Mm -hmm. went to table rock that was my downfall and i like table rock i mean i thought i was going to catch them there Mm -hmm. and um they they sucked the water down in that first event i thought i was really going to catch them Mm -hmm. it was it was really really good yeah and um, I mean, I caught them good, but everybody else did too. Hmm. Uh, and then went two times there, and I, I didn't do good on both of them. That was kind of, yep. well, I'm not going to Red Crest, but that's that's the way it is. I'm not complaining. Sure. Yep. It's been a fun year. It's a fun, fun, fun league to be in. Good, great bunch of good guys, and and um, these cup events are awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it's been a great year. Yeah, you know, it's, for for them to put this together in eight months and the vision they had of doing all this, yeah. it's unbelievable how it's all come together. And I, I know what's happening in the next couple of years. It's just going to be off the charts. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody's looking forward to that mm-hmm. for sure. How about you? Dude, I'm pleased and I feel yeah. lucky, I guess you could say. <laughs> like uh, I had a started the season really good. Mm-hmm. I think, I, you know, three or three solid tournaments to start the year. Uh, you know, and for me, I was in good shape until three quarters of the way through. I had a really good tournament the first table rock. I think I finished 21st there, mm-hmm. second round, one of the worst tournaments of the year. So I was in Red Crest, I was top 10 early yep. to start the year in the points, fell back. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we left that second Table Rock event, I told my wife, I was like, I just blew it. You know, <laughs> there's no way that now I'll make the Red Crest. Yeah. And I fished that, it's probably the reason I made it is I fished the final event at Winnebago, just carefree and mm-hmm. just, yeah. you know, doing what I do. And, and the last day of that tournament, the third day for me, uh, I still didn't think I mathematically had a chance. And my official, we was in the third period, and I was in the top ten of the tournament, and he read me. He said, you know, there's eight guys that could get – there's two spots available, and there's eight guys that's, you know, could make it into those two spots. And he said, right now you're leading those – you're leading those eight guys. Man, I told him, I said, man, you just keep your dang mouth shut. Yeah, I instantly couldn't fish. Like, oh, I was fishing carefree. I was catching Oh, no. And uh, yeah. I ended up getting the last spot. As soon as he said that, I couldn't fish anymore. Mark Daniels caught a four-pounder. He jumped ahead of me, put me on the bubble. Oh, and, uh, you know, Randy Howell, if you want to know how close it was, we yeah. fished to every fish count format for eight events. If he'd have caught one more bass, he'd have been in. One fish. One, one fish, fish all season. That crazy? That's and I tight. would have been out. So, I, dude, hey. I mean, making that tournament, going to a championship, to me is a successful year. Oh, yeah. If I would have not made it, I would have not had it. In my mind, not been a successful year. So, you're yeah. talking about one bite. I feel lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I fish hard no matter what. Yeah. But yeah. do one bite. A little bit of luck, ain't it? Man, it is. It's, it's, uh, there's a lot of yeah. skill and a little luck in here. Yeah, that's a good thing to end on. Yes, yeah. So yeah. Appreciate your time. Thanks for yeah, coming man. over. Thank yep. you.